Hey, it's Donnie Bobine. Thanks for checking out the show. Just want to let you know that each week, I literally bring on some of the best in the world to coach me on growing my business. What you're going to hear is live conversations I've had with some of the greatest business professionals in the world as they guide me how to grow my company, Success Champion Networking. This is real. This is raw. This is completely unfiltered. And it's really them pouring into me so I can grow my business. My hope is as you listen to this, that you'll get real value that'll help you grow your business. Do me a favor. If this brings you any value, please leave me a review wherever you're listening to this. And that would mean the absolute world to me. If you make a decision to do something and you believe in it a hundred X percent, there's got to increase the likelihood of it. If you're committing yourself to a goal and it's not realistic, right? Um, then there's every likelihood that you'll slip back into the way that you were previously. It's got to be important enough for you to have the discipline. It's all about discipline, right? So the belief has got to be big enough for you to apply the discipline and then overcome the obstacles, which will come your way. You've got to get around people that are doing the shit you want to be doing on the level and volume of what you want to be doing. Go in and be the damn student. I could learn from every person in this room. Think about how you talk about your business. Yes, passion sells, but you can't carry on a real conversation outside the passion. You're gonna lose. So the whole point of all of this is one, show up as you, fucking loud. Two, get yourself in freaking rooms that scare the shit out of you. It's really about looking at those things that you know will move the business forward and doing them anyways. Thank you for allowing me to always show up as me, and thank you for showing up as you. Welcome to Growth Mode. All right, Doug, I have a philosophical belief that goal setting straight up just doesn't work. I think we've been preached at our entire lives to set goals, set goals, set goals. So people think that that's the only way to find success in their businesses, life and the likes. And I know you write a lot about goal setting. So uh, I'm looking forward to, to hearing you out and talk to me where you stand on goal setting. Well, let's see, Donny. Um, I'm known as the goals guy. So, <laughs> so that's like, right, red rag to a bull, if right. you like. Um, I mean, there's, there's scientific studies, which says that you're incorrect. Uh, there's my research from 125 podcast episodes, interviewing goal setters, goal getters, financial gurus, coaches, uh, you know, entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and well, they, they, they have one thing in common, right? They're all successful for a start. And then the second thing that they all seem to have in common is that they set goals. Now there are different ways of setting goals, obviously, and, um, the stats, you know, state that 
I think it was a Stanford University thing. 92% of people don't have goals and only 8% of people do. So, you know, you're okay. You're entitled to your opinion. Um, I, I can come up with some, you know, personal examples where, where having goals in my life have made a difference to me. Um, how we can make it simple for everybody, how it will help your uh, mental health. I'm a great believer in that. If you're wandering around well, uh, without any direction, it's like, you know, you, yeah. you, you, you're open to be battered by that sort <laughs> of stuff. Sure. I get but it. But anyway, you know, yeah, there, go there, for it. There's go. been some recent studies that have yeah. come out um, mm. that um, uh, Huberman, uh, who does Huberman Labs, a phenomenal podcast. Um, he's a researcher at a, a Stanford, maybe. I probably screwed that university up. But he had a, a fascinating study that he did on visualizations. And he took on long uh, uh, distance runners. And to listen to him talk through, what he found with long distance runners was they never visualized the goal line, like the finish of the race. Because if they mm -hmm. visualize the finish of the race, the ultimate goal, um, they would oftenly get deterred by the amount and the distance they had to cover. So what they found is long-distance runners did not set a end goal per se. Um, it could be argued they sent some sort of micro goals, but they would run to a given spot. And uh -huh. once they got to that spot, they would pick another spot down the road. Mm -hmm. There was another study that came out that now I wish I could cite this one and I'll put this one in the show notes. But what they found is when most people actually visualize themselves having accomplished the goal, the brain shuts off and says, okay, good job. You've done it. That goal's done. That's been accomplished. Mm -hmm. For my entire journey, I have been a guy that set goals and then would not achieve them for various reasons, but mainly I believe through this philosophy of, you know, my mind said, okay, it's done. You don't have to do this. Mm -hmm. So, so help me out here because I feel like there's a lot but, of people that are like me that, that are struggling with this. Yeah. And yeah, clearly, you know, 90, 92%, a vast, a vast majority of people do not get goals, right? They just don't get it. Um. And, and that's fair enough, right? But if we can make a difference to one or two people or, you know, an extra three or 4% of people along the way, that that's got to be cool for a starting point. But it's possible, and, and you know, I'm going to take a little step back to your long-distance runner, right? He's saying, well, you know, he's only going as far as that next point. Well, isn't that, isn't he setting a, just a more meaningful... Specific, I thought that was, measurable, was, achievable, realistic, yeah. trackable goal. Yeah. Right? When, when I was, when I heard it, I even had that same thought. Like that could be argued as, isn't that a goal? And, yeah. and, and then, and truthfully, the whole point of the study may have been the big end goal. Maybe it, there's yes. something there to be said about, you know, micro goals or some sort in there. Um, but I just know for most people, goal setting is a demotivational thing. Yeah. And I would, I, I would suggest that. They've likely set their goals too big based so, upon but their, then, their expectations, you know, 
and their then, capabilities because you've got to be able to actually physically do the thing right, right? But where's the to big hairy audacious what about the big hairy audacious goals that's been talked about for years where does that come well, into play yeah. okay well yeah. one first off just to have one big hairy audacious goal right that's your northern north star if you like your you know your your peak thing and i have no doubt if we if we delved into your situation a little bit there's something that you're aiming for something that you want to achieve right and it's huge relative to everything else it's got going on but so along the way i mean you need to cut your teeth on some of this stuff right, right? and have achievable i mean seriously achievable like easily achievable goals if you've never ever set goals in your life you need something that you know you can do just to get into that little bit of a habit on it give me an example uh, well, one of, one of my goals way back when, when I started this now, you know, I've been doing goals for nearly 20 years now. Right. Okay. So I've got a bit of background. I'm right. Go. But one of my, my, one of my starting goals was I am an excellent timekeeper. Right. That's simple, isn't it? All you need to do to be an excellent timekeeper is turn up 10 minutes before anybody's expecting you to be there and you're an excellent timekeeper. And that serves a lot of little things. I mean, it'll serve the fact that you're paying respect to the person that you're going to see because, you know, you've agreed to meet them at a certain time and you're going to be there. You, you've said or you've done what you said you were going to do. So it covers off a lot of little things. But, you know, just that was a simple one, right? I am a, an excellent timekeeper. So define a goal for me then. It's... No, that's a good question. That's a good question. <laughs> because yeah, what I just heard question. you said doesn't yeah. make me think that's a goal. I'm not saying you're, it's not. I, I just want to hear your definition. For hey, me. man. If, yeah, no, but if you're MrLastMinute.com, right? And, yep. you know, all the time, every single time you leave the office to go to an appointment or a meeting or whatever, you you know, it's 45-minute drive from where you are or uh, you know, we don't do that in Zooms now, but I'm talking 20 years ago when you went out and met people right. Right, physically. Um, you know, if, you, if it's a 45-minute drive and you're leaving the office at, at 42 minutes before you're due, right, you're yep. setting yourself up for failure because you're going to be angry, you're going to be frustrated, you're going to, you know, every single car driver on the road is going to be an idiot in comparison because they're in the way, right? Right. So, so having a goal to be on time or be an excellent timekeeper, you know, gets rid of a, an awful lot of stress. I know that doesn't answer the question. All right. I know that. I know that that would be but that uh, was a good yeah, explanation. Yeah, of it, that, 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 that was a good explanation of where that could potentially lead into being a goal. Right. Well, that, thank you. And from, well, seriously, for, for that person, if they are trying to change a behavior, which is being yep. on time, then yes. setting the task that I will be a person that's going to be constantly on time, you know, makes sense in how I understand of the framework of a goal. Yeah. Good. Okay. Another, another simple, small one, right? Which I've lived most of my life is I do not sweat over problems. 
Okay. That was a goal that I gave myself. And I came across, um, I think Jack Canfield came up with E plus R equals O where event equals, uh, E event plus reaction equals outcome, right? Events happen. We can't do anything about events, right? Right. They just happen. The only thing that you are able to control is your reaction to an event. So how is like that reaction different? will then determine the outcome, right? How is that different than just so a simple affirm affirmation? What? That one is an affirmation, but it supports a goal. Because the gonna goal go is I and... do not sweat over problems. So for it to be a goal, it has to, you have to accomplish something, correct? I wow. Yeah, I would say so. I would say that's, that, that's a reasonable traditional assumption of okay. a goal. All right. All right. And I'm really not trying to play devil's advocate on this, right? I'm really trying to wrap. Oh, and I'm really to trying to have some fun with you too. Good. Just good. That's what good. you said when so, we started. Yeah. Good. So, so the, if, if it has to have a Tampa, you have to complete something, right? Um, I'm sure there's an evolutionary stage of goal setting that could be absolutely work. Um, how do I then we'll go this route? How do I determine what goals I should be setting mm. that have a tangible thing that I can actually accomplish? Okay. Well, I, I start with most, most of my clients, my coaching clients with like, right, come up, let's, let's have 10 goals, mate, 10 goals. And you basically write them down. I was referring to a little notebook here. Okay. I was having okay. a look at, at my goals because I wrote my goals in this notebook in 2004. Oh, nice. Nice. Okay. I still, I still have the, the original. I have fresh ones for my clients, you know, but they don't have these little things. Because the idea is you write your goals down to start with, right? To start with, you write the things that you want to achieve today. And if you can manage five, if you can only manage five, then that's fine. But you know, we we'll try for 10, 10 goals. Following day, you write them down again without referring to the ones you wrote down the day before. And then the following day, you write them down again without referring to the ones that you wrote down the day before. Gradually, like cream, the really seriously important goals for you will rise to the top of the list. You will write those daily. Okay. Yeah, that's And there will be goals that come in. There will be goals that come in, right, that are only important that day. Mm. And they'll never get on the list ever again, which is why you do the exercise for a period so that you can find out what's really, really important for you in simple terms. Okay. So like, you know, my goals back then were I have completed the London marathon, right? Um, I own or ride a, uh, custom 1200 custom sportster, Harley Davidson. Right. I live in a house that is immaculately presented back then. It was, I am happily married to my wife. You know, these were sort of goals. So. I am happily married to my wife is a complicated one because obviously, how do you measure it? How do you measure a woman's happiness? Right. Mm. That was, that was dry. That was dry British humor there. Um, <laughs> that was funny though. 
<laughs> okay. So, so, you know, it's, it's, sometimes it's difficult, but you know, those were the things that I was writing down on a regular, I wanted to be happily married and I, I wanted to ride this motorcycle and I wanted to earn this amount of money and I wanted to drive this car and I wanted to, you know, and that <laughs> some of it is feeling, but you, yeah, but you've got to see in all of that, it was like pretty, pretty much money led. So how many of those things did you actually accomplish? Well, that is the thing. That is the really, really mad thing because I wrote the book in 2004 and I know I wrote it in 2004 because I started training for the London marathon in 2004, right? And yep. I ran it in 2005. Nice. So, so I must've written it before. <laughs> right. Okay. Good assumption because at least. It, it, yeah. And that's the only assumption I've got because I didn't date the book, right? However, when I started running, I could run about 200 yards and then I would throw up and we've all been there, <laughs> yes. right? Right. The beginning of any yep. journey, right? We're, yeah. So, so I wrote the goals and wrote the goals and then, then you get bored with it. Right. And then get, gets tucked in the drawer and I found it five or six years later and I'd completed 10 out of 11 of the goals on the list. Why do you think that is? Well, because I told my subconscious that these were the things that I wanted and it hunted down. Well, no, it doesn't hunt down actually, because the information we need to go forward is always there. It's always available to us, right? The information is always available to us. It's only when we tell ourselves what we want that it actually shows up properly. So, I've told myself a lot of things over the years that I wanted. Yeah. And yeah. I can promise you the things that I haven't gotten far outweigh the things that I've actually gotten. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Why? I mean, you know, uh, and, and that's fair enough. Okay. But it's like, it's not as simple as just writing it down. Okay. There's this thing, you know, cause we talk about affirmations and, you know, the law of attraction and, and a lot of people forget to mention this thing called work that has to come with it. <laughs> Okay. Cause sitting on the beach thinking I want to be a, you know, a nomad millionaire. If you just sit on the beach, it's not going to happen. Right. So, and most people find when they're trying to go the nomad life that they end up having to be in one place to actually pull it off because they got to find enough hours in the day to do the work. Oh, absolutely. You know, so it's for, I. I'm an action oriented guy. Like most of the people that I coach with literally say, okay, Donnie, I'm going to tell you something, do nothing with it. Because if you tell me something and if I believe it's the right answer, I'm just going to go do it. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm mean, just how I'm wired. Um, so for me, it's usually a thought process. And this could be a goal of, we need to get the company here by X date. Mm. Cool, right? That's the goal. Mm. Let's go rock it out. Now, mm. for me, I have to go, all right, what are my three levers I can pull that will allow us to accomplish that? Yeah. But I also know that along the way that there's a series of events unknown that could happen that literally makes that original place we wanted to get to, we can call it a goal, that we wanted to get to completely irrelevant. Yes. So like my largest goal I have, I have two major missions in my life, right? 
Mission number one is I want to help as many people get to freedom through building a business as I possibly can. Right? Yes. That's an unmeasurable thing. There's, yes. there's no way to put a number to it. The second thing yep. I want to do is I want to change how the world networks. Right? Yeah. Another untangible, right? There's, there's no way I can say when that is accomplished. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like more of a vision of what I want to do and something I can keep striving towards. So let, you know, go ahead, go ahead, not go to jump in, jump in because I'm trying to wrap my head around where it's different now from a vision to a, a, you know, goal. Right, but but the the vision is the big picture thing, right? That's yeah, and, and we need to have one of those. That's a bit. That's our big, hairy, audacious goal, right? And we don't no. know how necessarily. This is the thing we don't know how we're going to pull it off, right? Right, and and I've got enough examples where it's like we thought the process was this. However, what happened was this. The end result was still the same. However, it didn't trans, you, you know, it, it, it didn't happen the way we were expecting. Right. Okay. So all the way through my journey on the goals and goal setting, I've set myself an income figure. I've, you know, increased the income figure and I've increased the income figure. And, and I've, I've got an example with like my, my, as a individual with two part-time members of staff, I wanted a 250,000 pound turnover business. Okay. Okay. Quarter of a million. That's a reasonable yep. amount of money for most people. Right. When I did my books, my, my wife did my books and she presented them to me. Our turnover was 250,278 quid. Okay. Okay. That was, that was like within a smidgen of a percent of the figure. And and along the way, I didn't, you know, I, I was just doing my stuff and it came about. So then I increased that figure. And what do you do? You know, when, when, when you hit a big goal, you just double it. So why didn't so you set a $25 million goal? Well, because if I told my subconscious that, it would go uh, based on the knowledge that we have about you, your capability you know, the, the contacts that you have and all the rest of it, that is too big a jump. And that could be where a lot of people have the problems. Agreed. Subconscious just goes, do you know what? You've got five clients and you want to turn over a million quid. So it's not going to happen anytime soon. Like, like I hate the acronym smart goals, right? It just, that's yeah, yeah. to my soul, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Where that's it comes cool. from. That thing is, is that whole word realistic. How do you define what's realistic? You know, just to this point of the 200. Hey, Donnie Bobine here, CEO of Success Champions Networking. And I just wanted to jump in really quick and tell you about the network. Success Champion Networking isn't for the beginning networker. It's for the business people that understand that building a successful relationships is a two-way street requiring commitment from both parties involved. Stop wasting time networking with people that don't understand how to leverage their network to generate quality referrals for you. If you're ready to network with business people that are tired of doing all the heavy lifting and want to build real partnerships that generate high revenue referrals, 
visit one of our chapters today at successchampionnetworking.com, and I look forward to seeing you there. 50 to 25 million, right? That makes sense to me, okay? But that's going to be on an individual basis based on their subconscious, based on, you know, their background, their beliefs, the things they've done, you know, because mm -hmm. another person, $25 million is like way too low. So, yeah. so what's but the they're not coming from a quarter of a million turnover, are they? Right, 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 right. So it's, it's the right. experiences. Yeah, they, they, they bought and sold a 10 million pound, you know, 10 million property. And it's like, then it's just serious scale. For sure. You know, instead, instead of two, 250 employees, I now, now need two, 2000 employees to achieve that. But I know the structure and all the rest of it. And I know I have the contacts and the, uh, the availability to be able to go, yeah, I can do this now. So should then goals be incremental in nature? It wouldn't hurt until you start believing in them. So it's almost like a way to game the system, if you will, um, your mental system to buy into Accept. the idea of gold. Yeah. Accept it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's why you need to have a couple of easy peasy ones to cut your teeth on that, you know, you can knock out of the park within, you know, two or three months time. And then from there you can, you can improve and then you can improve. But the point is, you know, I, I hit my 250K income figure and increased it to half a million. And the following year, a firm approached me and said, we'll buy your business off you. Right. And they paid me 510,000 in one year and 525 the following year. And it's like, well, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting, you know, another three or four years of hard graph scaling and all the other bits and pieces. And that's the point. You don't know how it's going to happen. It's like, you know, the, and, the, and the data's out there. We just need to tell our brain what it is that we, we're looking for. If you took up photography today and walked into the mall, supermarket we call it, all right, you walked into the mall, into, into the main shop there, and you walked down the magazine rack, you'd find that there's 10 to 15 photography magazines. That mall's been there for 10 or 15 years, and those magazines have been there for the last 10 or 15 years. You've just walked past them because they had no value to you whatsoever. But because you've told your subconscious that I need to do this, right? that's why I took the call, the phone call from the firm, because I told my brain that I needed, you know, I was, I, I'd done 250, so I wanted five, 500. And the conversation just happened and it was like, and ordinarily I would like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I'll think about it. Come back to you and, and you know, brush them off. But it's like, they said something and it triggered and it was like, oh, flip me. Man, that, that, that almost feels like flying by the seat of your pants. Right. Cause, cause in my head, what I would, what I heard was I'm going to, uh, hit my 250 and then we're going to shoot for 500 and we'll see what turns up as we go along the way. No, cause I was expecting, I no, I was expecting cause I'd gone from a hundred, I'd gone to 200, then I'd gone to 250, right? Yep. Over a period of time. 
And what, then what, it was a what, case of, right, okay, well, this works. So why not go for something a little bit bigger? So did you set a goal then? that I would need to. Yeah, yeah. It's, but once you get to 500, did you set a 750 to then a million? Or because well, no, you got to 500? because I sort of made, I got, but well, I got 500 twice and it was like, well, I wasn't expecting that. All right. So I'm in a a period at the moment where, you know, lots of little things. It's like, that's more money than I was ever expecting in my whole life, to be fair. Right. You know, my brain hasn't been set for banking a million quid in a relatively short space of time. And going on from there, you know, there's, yeah, you've got to be set for, set for that sort of thing as well, you know, because lots of things have happened since which means I don't have all of the million. <laughs> Life happens, for sure. Right? Life happens. Indeed, it does. So I can remember in my early years when I was getting into my first kind of real big boy sales job, I was around 23 years old. And as I was going in for the interview for the job, um, I had in my head that, man, I wasn't going to take less than a $36,000 a year draw, Okay. 36,000 US draw, um, mm. straight commission position, but they gave you a draw base, right? And I remember in the negotiation, I was prepared to fight. So you can remember 24 years ago, you know, or 24 years old, that's 20 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm getting ready to gear up to have this huge negotiation about my salary. Um, and I'll never forget Jay Miranda looking at me going, well, I can only offer you a $40,000 draw. Now, this was $4,000 over what my highest number was, right? Yeah. I instantly lost all capacity to negotiate. I just smiled and yes. said, yes, I'll take it. Yeah, of course. Because it was beyond my current beliefs. That's what you're talking about, though, with a lot of this is we have a limit. Maybe limit's not the right word, but a limit to our belief systems and if we set a goal beyond those current belief systems, we're going to lose. Yeah. Yeah. Because you'll be sabotaged along the way. You'll be, you know, because it's like you can't have the thought processes that are necessary. Without, on your own, I mean, you right. can probably have the thought processes that are necessary. And if you have support to develop your belief system and expand your comfort zone i don't like you know going outside your comfort zone i prefer to expand my comfort zone so it's bigger on something once stretched doesn't need to go back all right so right. you know expand your comfort zone if you've got somebody to support you along that way then then you know the bigger goals are are more likely but you need the support for your belief system and you know I've i've, I've got a coach Right, you know, I, I'm going to see after the after the show to you know. Well, you might need therapy after this one. Um, <laughs> well, I might. All right. Well, well, we'll see. We'll see what the next question is. <laughs> so, as I build the company, and I'm thinking about you know the these the incremental growth idea, which aligns a lot with my my belief system. You know, uh, something you said earlier about, you know, the big jumps and people that make, I used to teach salespeople that like, if they made a hundred thousand dollars in year one, they always seemed to in year two, say, I'm going to set a quota for a million dollars. I'm like, look, you just sold a hundred thousand dollars. You're not going to hit a million. 
So instead of hitting yeah. a million, can we hit one, you know, a hundred thousand, you know, what is that freaking add, you know, incremental, can we get to 200,000? Then can we get to 300,000? Um, you know, and the likes. So where should I be looking at my company at incremental stages, not just financially, but mm. potentially staff and the like, how should I be looking at it all to go? This is how I should set goals for the, for the business as, as a whole. Well, you should, you should be able to improve and scale your business without increasing the staff proportionately. That's always, always a goal, right? You know, uh, um, you, you, you know, you've got 200 staff and you're doing, you know, 2 million, for example, <laughs> you're hurting. Uh, no, you're, you're struggling. Actually, <laughs> sorry. You know, 20 million. Well, do you, you know what I mean? I'm a yeah, financial yeah. advisor, right? I've got the biggest calculator on my desk, right? I don't use my brain anymore. I'm 60 years of age, for goodness sake. I've had alcohol. <laughs> it just doesn't right. happen anymore, right? Okay. Um, but I can get the feel for things. No, you've got 200 staff. You've got to be doing, you know, 10 million, really. Okay, so, but you don't need to do, to do 20 million. You probably would need maybe 250 staff, mm. right? Right. You know, because it's really a case of it's especially these days with automation and, you know, looking at your systems and, and making sure that everything that you're working with is working and that you have documented standard operation procedure so that a school lever can come in and do some of the jobs, right? Just by following a tick box exercise. Now, if right. you can create that sort of thing, then that, that would be the way you, you could scale your business. Let's say I have those 200 employees. We'll stay mm. in that scenario. How yeah. do I get them to set incremental goals to grow? How do we set a company culture, if you will? Because um, I promise you, goals is nowhere near in our, in our uh, oh, what is it? We call them champions codes. Uh, everybody else calls them something else. I forget what they call them. So you have your mission, oh, core value. Everybody else calls them core values. Core values. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. In our mission, our vision, our, you know, champions codes, we don't have the word goal written anywhere. That's fine. Right. It is still a goal though. I, I won't argue. Yeah, I, 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 I'm Shoot. learning that as, as we're talking through that, right? Mm -hmm. Um. So, um, and that may be, uh, something for, you know, you as a goal guy to think about is the mm -hmm. word goal, the wrong word. Um, mm -hmm. does that drive more, more unadoption of the concept because they don't understand the word goal in itself. So they automatically turn off when somebody says you need to set goals, food for thought. Um, yeah, no, no, it's a good call. And it's quite a masculine thing. It's quite a masculine word as well. So it's oh, I never difficult. thought about that. It's very difficult for, for feminine people. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Is it, I think it is just, you know, it, it's, I'm going to say it stood the test of time and, you, you know, you've just made me think that maybe I do need to modernize it a little bit. Yeah. Um, so thank you for that. Donnie. No, you're welcome. It's, I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Um, you know, but to, to, to get people, you can't motivate people. 
no. you can kind of inspire people by your own actions and they see you doing yeah. anything, they're likely to take action. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but I can't imagine it's simple to look at 200 people and go, okay, let's set goals. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. Right. Cause uh, it's impossible. You can't do it as a, as a, a as a group thing, right? You're going to have to take time with each of those individuals and find out what rocks their boat. And that, that, that is a big exercise and it will take a lot of time, but you will reap the rewards and you need to adjust your compensation program to suit the individuals that you've got on board because everybody will be different. There will be probably five or six different remuneration packages that you can create. I mean, for example, I have, rather than sort of increase the salary of one of my team members, I've given her extra weeks, annual paid annual leave so that she can spend the summer because we have four weeks, five, we have six weeks holiday in the UK over the summer holidays for the kids, you know, um, so she gets to spend more time with her children over that period. But we had a conversation about it and said, right, you know, we've got, would this work better for you? And it's like, it got quite emotional because she did it last year. She's just not finished it this year, but she did it last year. And she said, she came back at the end of the holiday and she said, that was the best time. I, you know, I had more time with my kids. We've made some memories. It's, it's been amazing and all the rest of it. And now I, I have a team member for life. So. What would have happened if she said, I wanted 12 weeks? We'd have to sort that out. We'd have to work it out. You know, I, I mean, you, you, I, you I hear you. Right. I hear you. Because, you know, people take advantage, right? This, that for me, I, that I, one's more about, yeah, that one was <laughs> for me on, a, on so much on taking advantage is mm. it, it will we'll, we'll take it back to more of a money concept. Right. Mm. If somebody is making $50,000 a year and they're talking about a raise and they want to get to $125,000 a year, mm -hmm. right? They've only proved that they could handle a 20% bump, you know, mm -hmm. uh, to, to keep them going. How do you handle that belief that? Well, I should be here, but you're only paying me here. I think I'm here. You see me here. How do you handle that, that conversation, if you will? It's a complicated com conversation because everybody believes that they should be paid more. I mean, it's, you know, it's pretty old school that you do the job that you want to be paid for as opposed to just doing the job that you paid for, which for is sure. unfortunately the way. Yeah. Have, a lot of people just know, take the job that's offered to them, right? Without even thought. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And it's like, right, I'll turn up at nine, I'll finish at five. Thank you very much. That's right. Okay. Well, these people don't have goals. Yeah. They don't have aspirations. They're, um, what's that? Meaningless generality rather than a meaningful specific which is what we want. We want meaningful specifics in our lives. Um, so, you know, the person that wants 50 to, who wants to increase from 50 to, to a hundred, let's say we double it, right. 
first off, are they in a position where that is feasible, right? Because there will be people that have got it and are doing the 125 and the 150 with the same raw material. And when I say the raw material, the same number of leads and the same number of, you know, opportunities, right? And, and they just have something extra. Very often, you know, you know, sometimes that something extra can be trained and sometimes that something extra is just charisma, which, you know, you can't train somebody to become charismatic. For sure. I mean, we, sure. we've got it in spades, obviously. And, you know, we just, we just picked it up, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Just, it just, we were good looks and charm too. I mean, let's just throw it all yeah, on the yeah. table. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, it's, it's fascinating. So as I'm hearing you talk, what I've, what I've come to a current belief I, I'm now forming is because goals are so intrinsically personal. There's so much that leans into those goals. There's no way to put a blanket statement on it saying goals work or goals don't work because it's a hundred percent based on the individual's personal journey and where they're at. And you can't yeah. ever understand what somebody's personal beliefs are because you can't ever a hundred percent walk in their shoes. You can make some broad assumptions, you know, along those lines. Um, but you can't fully understand it. How does somebody understand their own limit to their beliefs? Like what's their Therapy. personal ceiling? Therapy? Therapy. <laughs> I'll agree with that because I've done it. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Yeah. And, and, and there's nothing, you know, well, there is a bit that is, be brave about getting therapy. I mean, it's, it's not anything that anybody should be ashamed of or whatever. There's always, there's always, you know, there's always stuff that we've picked up between the age of zero and 12 that we don't understand has been tucked away and just keeps coming and scaring the bejesus out of us every now and again, because that's where our beliefs all come from. So there's no, no, no. So how, back to the question. We, we can understand where people have come from if we take the time. You can always okay. find out about somebody if you take the time. And if you're interested in people, then, and you take the time, that's where you will get the best out of people. Mm. Right. As, a, as an employer, okay, you need to, you, you, you cannot be autocratic in your, you know, system is my way or the highway or any of that mm. sort of thing. You've got to be, you've got to be involved with your team if you really want to get the best out of them. And so to find that out, you need to talk to them on a regular basis. And that becomes a big tall ask if you get 200 people real quick. Yeah. You know, but then, then, then you, you, you delegate the thing to a competent HR person. And then, and then all of a sudden you hire an HR person and now you have HR problems where well, you never had them before. Cause you, <laughs> you hired the HR. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. You yeah. just got to get, well, yeah, maybe you subcontract that one out. So, <laughs> so, so the, they're always on edge, right? right? 
how how long is he going to pay my contract for? Maybe that <laughs> maybe that's a subcontract one rather than <laughs> an, an individual hire one. Right. Yeah, because I know for me that these last six years running a business have been a freaking self-reflected. You know, I don't think there's a tool on the planet better than building a business to meet the dude in the mirror. Because you're going to find out what the hell you're made of really quick because I, I, I really believe that if 90% of the world saw what happened and what it took to run a business, mm-hmm. they would love their job so much more than mm-hmm. the craziness we put ourselves through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, um, it's, it's pure insanity. So for me, it's been uh, not easy, but I've learned to find my, my limits, right? Where's, where's that self-imposed ceiling on different beliefs in different areas of the business? Um, I'm not always good at figuring out how to get through them, hence coaches and therapists and the like to figure out how to get you know, through those. Um, is there strategies outside of a, of a, a therapist to, for one to become more self-aware so they can understand better how they should set the goals for themselves? So, so they're not setting these goals that their subconscious doesn't immediately go, yeah, you're not going to be able to pull that off, mm-hmm. right? How do we get to or understand where our own personal ceiling is if they haven't done the, the, the groundwork to uncover that, that ceiling? Well, if you, I mean, if you're starting, if you're starting from zero, or, you know, nothing, no, no goal setting stuff. You need to take a, a, a good look at where you are in life, knowing that you are where you are because of the decisions that you've made in the past. Complete ownership. God, thank you for saying that. Because right? most people. It's nobody else's life. responsibility. Yeah. Right. You are where you are because of the decisions that you've made in the past. So reflect on that because you will have made some fucking stupid, excuse my friend. Uh, you, you can cut all the language. <laughs> some stu- I've been very, very careful. Oh, dude. And, you know, I thought it was a family uh, show. No, fuck right? no. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I love talking to you guys over there in the UK because you guys cuss worse than I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd you know, say I have done my best here. Um, yeah, I mean, y- you will have made some howlers, right? And you need yep. to reflect on those and then think about what you could have done differently. Which, if you carry on doing the same thing, it's the definition of insanity, as we know, right? Expecting different results and carrying on doing exactly the same thing is the definition of insanity. So the first thing that you need to do is understand that you are responsible for the position that you're in based upon the decisions that you've made in the past. Reflect on those, have a look at those. See if there are any lessons that you can learn from those. Okay. If you can't work out the lessons yourself, ask your spouse or significant other, they'll tell you. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Because they knew, they knew everything that you were going to do that was wrong because that's the way they are. Anyway, um, more dry. British humor there. No, no, you're you good. Know. You're good. I'm you know, I need to, you know, so I did, I did think once I was doing a, a gig with 1500 people, uh, you know, in the audience and I was thinking, do I hold up 
Siamese says dry British humour. Because it's like, whoa, you know, some of that, some of that might just go past them. <laughs> that, that, that's where you've got to start. You've got to be pragmatic about the fuck ups that you've made in the past and make a decision that you're not going to do them again. That so you have learned a lesson from them. It's got to be a little bit more than a decision because, and, and, and the, because, and, and the arguments we made, well, yeah, you really didn't, didn't make it a decision. Well, no, a lot of people they do is they make a decision that they're going to change their ways. Yep. And then six months later, they're right back to where they were. Yep. Right. Is yeah. it they didn't actually make the decision or did they not apply the right action or is there too many variables to put it in a box? If you make a decision to do something and you believe in it a hundred and X percent, there's got to increase the likelihood of it. If you're committing yourself to a goal and it's not realistic, right, um, then there's every likelihood that you'll slip back into the way that you were previously. It's got to be important enough for you to have the discipline. It's all about discipline, right? So the belief has got to be big enough for you to apply the discipline and then overcome the obstacles, which will come your way. Expect which, obstacles, expect which, hurdles. And that, that led me down to the, the path going Molly back to the beginning is maybe it's mm. not so much about making a drastic change. Maybe it's small incremental changes, right? Set those smaller goals those smaller ideals that you, you need the small incremental changes and quit trying to do the big swing. So, yeah. so, you know, I don't know if it's sales, cause I know sales and you know, you're not doing the reach out, you're not doing the network, you're not doing the things you need to do to get your sales to a higher level. Instead of saying, I'm going to make a hundred cold calls, you know, on Monday, maybe it's so much more of, let's say five, can we make five cold calls on Monday? Right. And then cool. Can we do two days of five? And well, and the starting point is look at your stats in the past, right? Measure what you've done in the past, because if the number of sales calls that you've done is, you know, 20 in whatever time period, it's like, and then there's the, you know, the, there's the sales calls, there's the presentation, then there's the closing, and then there's the, the paperwork and the follow through, right? Each of those little stages, if you can just improve each one, just a little bit within manageable amounts, then the, the final result will be exponential. Hmm. Nope. I like it. I like it. Doug, this is a lot of damn fun. Um, thanks for dancing with me on this one. Um, because it's, it's something that I've fought with for a, a extremely long time. So thanks for some of the clarity on all this. Um, how do people get in touch with you? How do they reach out to you? How do they learn more information? Well, um, it's uh, dougbennett.co.uk. The .co.uk is the UK bit. Yep, yep. Right? They know that. It's just more humor. Um, 
Thank you. I want to sign. I I officially want to sign. <laughs> um, I've I've got a from financial struggle to financial success PDF, uh, which um I've got bit lied up or bit lead up. Oh, bitly. Yep. I mean, yep. you know, I can let you have that, or do I read it out? Or, or oh, go ahead, know. read it out, and then uh, we'll we'll include it in show notes. No, okay, I have to put my glasses on. Doug, you're age showing. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm, yeah. So we've got HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash BIT dot LY stroke struggle S T R U G G L E dash success S U C C E S S. Okay. Fire That'll take you to uh my struggle to success that i mean we didn't touch on it right but in 2010 i was on the edge of bankruptcy and i found these that i found the gold book and then i sold my business for seven figures right so the the what you've got in struggle to success is the essence of everything that i learned what i you know i've been in business for 40 years it's like you know it's it's like the simple stuff I like to keep things simple, right? That's how you win big. Oh my God, Love there's it. a title of the book there. Maybe. <laughs> He's also got the book, Think Simple, Win Big, you know? <laughs> okay, but, that, but, but, but that's it. You know, you can book a one-to-one. If you're struggling with your goals, just book a one-to-one. We can have a chat and I, you know, see if I can bring any value to your situation. Because that's what it's all about, right? Can we bring some value to your situation? And, you know, I'm, I'm pragmatic and realistic and old enough to know whether I can or not relatively quickly. Love it. Love it. Well, guys, if you are still hanging out with us and enjoying the show, do us a favor, take a screenshot of wherever you're listening or watching this, post it out on social media, tag me and Doug in it. If we can see it, we'll come in, jump in, comment and say howdy and hello. Um, otherwise, love you, made it. See you back. When I created Success Champions, it was on the idea that most people make themselves an island as they're growing their business. Yet they just don't want people to know how bad things are because if anybody knew how bad things are, nobody would do business with you. So like me, they don't often reach out for advice. They don't get support. They just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that... That lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure it out on your own, it often leads to misery. We created Success Champions so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. There are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey that are looking for the same advice you are. Maybe they've been through it and are looking to help. So come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com, go visit one of our peer groups, and let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as Success Champions.